0: Hey Dragons, welcome to a special Phoenix Comic Con edition of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This interview is with Paul Scanlan from Legion M, the world's first fan-owned entertainment company. Had a great conversation talking to Paul about Legion M and creating new original material uh, for fans. I actually wish I had kept the recorder going after the conversation because Paul and I just kept talking about different media and hockey and so much great stuff he is really a truly genuine nice great guy i had a really time ta- really good time talking to him and hopefully we'll be doing more stuff with legion m in the future but until then enjoy the show
1: in the basement rolling dice,
0: rolling dice. i'm a wizard, wizard when we play we do it right candle slicker fighting dragons in my First question is, why did you decide to start Legion M?
1: Yeah, it's well, it's a great question. I mean, Legion M is kind of, it's interesting. It's sort of the culmination of Jeff and I's total career now. I mean, we started a company called Moby TV 16 years ago uh, that had a kind of disruptive impact on the entertainment space. I mean, back then, no one had really conceived of watching content or TV on you know, portable devices like phones and tablets and these things, and that was that was our our technology and our platform. And you know, we were the first to do that. And we completely opened up a whole new category in the industry. Um, but at that time, I mean, Hollywood was telling us, "Oh, that's not a good idea. No one's going to want to watch a movie or a TV show on on their uh, cell phone." And we were saying, "Well, uh, no. We, we think uh, they will. I mean, yeah. phones are just going to get better. The display is quality." And sure enough, I mean, we grew that company to 400 employees and offices all around the world and sky-high valuations. And, you know, we had a lot of success with it. And um, so, but one of the challenges that we had is that, you know, we had friends and family that believed in us and wanted to invest in us. But the SEC wouldn't allow them to. Unless they were already millionaires, they weren't allowed to invest in, you know, opportunities that could make them millions of dollars. It just seemed like... a rigged system and it didn't make sense to us. And so about seven years ago, we spun out of Moby TV, another company called New York Rock Exchange, which was really about bringing fans of bands and artists to the same side of the table um, who sell song shares where, you know, those, uh, those bands, it's an, another way for the band to monetize um, themselves, but that doesn't encroach on anything they currently do. And it also just brings the fans closer together. So we saw the magic, but still, the SEC wouldn't allow us to have the fans own a financial game. So we could sell song shares, we can sell collectibles, but we couldn't sell anything that that the, that the fans could collect a royalty on or anything. And these have been the rules for the last 80 years. But starting this year, uh, based on an act of Congress from three years ago that Obama passed called the Jobs Act, this year, for the first time in 80 years, you fans can invest in those opportunities and okay. make money from them. And so this is a historic change. I mean, it's, In a large way, it's a response to Occupy Wall Street. We have a massive economic divide between the haves and the have-nots in our country, and it's getting worse. It's getting worse partly because our system is rigged. It's rigged against the average investor. I mean, it literally is. I mean, in our case with Moby TV, we saw it plain and simple. You know, the people that had money could make millions of dollars on our venture, but the people that couldn't, that didn't, they couldn't make money on it. And so in with these new laws, I mean, we are very excited because we feel like the entertainment category is the perfect category to start with. Oh, yeah. And if we can get a legion of fans to invest and be a shareholder in this new company, with massive upside potential and to be our advocates when we bring content to market and to be supportive and help us market it and grow the the viral awareness, that's that's really good business as well. And so as this Jobs Act became law, we are one of the first companies to take advantage of these new rules, these sort of rules that we feel can vastly improve the divide we have and give the ninety nine percent opportunities that have previously only been available to one percent um, and create new economies and this is one of them. I mean imagine if our logo is Legion M and with the bar over it. Uh, our goal is to get to one million fans. And even if the the average fan only put in five hundred dollars on average and we have a lot of you know our minimum is hundred dollar investment but You know, others are putting in 10,000 plus. If the average is $500 and we have a million fans, we have $500 million to put into Hollywood projects with a million fans following. So instead of doing Batman versus Superman, we can create the next Star Wars. See, and that's
0: A, that's something that I was very excited about, but also I think word of mouth and viral marketing is one of the most effective,
1: it's also the cheapest. Absolutely. So if you can have that, you know, like one of the things that's really interesting about the entertainment space is the trajectory on any given project is based on its initial release. So in movies, theatrical release movies, a feature film, that first opening weekend is absolutely critical to how successful that project's going to be. If you blow out that weekend, then you set your course and you get a lot more theaters and everybody wants your title and, you know you end up having more success based on that. That's why there's a lot of hype before movies come out. So if we have that potential to get our legion, imagine when we have a million fans and we say, everybody needs to go see this movie. Not sometime in the next couple weeks, but this weekend. And we blow it out that weekend. Get your friends, let's blow it out. You know, there's no substitute. We have to create high quality content. And that's why we're, we're partnering with the people that we're partnering with. But Assuming we have great content and we have a legion of fans that are emotionally and financially invested, uh, we just think it's an absolute recipe for success.
0: Absolutely. And its I think, especially this day and age, with crowdfunding being so massive, every day a new crowdsourcing app shows up. But it's also when I see my friends... Donating to a Kickstarter. Yep. I take a look at what they've donated to because I like to say great minds think alike, but yeah. my friends know what I like, I know what they like.
1: We all love sharing things like that with each other. Bands, music, film. You know, we love to learn and, and share and discover. And you know, one of the things that we're we're excited about is, you know, we're we're huge fans of Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Those platforms have been amazing for getting fans engaged and part of the process but we're taking that to the next level because now it's not a donation like you said it's a, most of them are a donation right yeah in our case it's not a donation this is actual actual shareholder ownership so you own a piece of Legion M alongside of your friends and the community that we're building so that you know when we're successful or if we're successful you can participate in the in the upside.
0: So, how I was explaining this to a friend of mine is, instead of, like, you donate to Kickstarter, instead of getting a t-shirt or a poster, you get... Equity. Equity. Yeah. And then at some point, hopefully, that equity turns into dividends or financial... Shareholder growth. Shareholder growth. You there know, one we
1: go. of the But one of the other important differences is that you're investing in a slate of projects. You're investing in a company that will hopefully be around for many years into the future, creating movies and TV shows. So, it's not you know kickstarter is mostly based on one project right your mystery science theater or you know veronica mars your your those are the projects but the other critical difference is in those kickstarter campaigns almost always you're getting the dvd as part of your donation whatever it is but what a lot of people don't realize is that actually hurts the property because you you it's very hard to get a theatrical distribution or to get pickup and and distribution on a product where you've already sold the rights to your number one fans so this is a critical difference for us i mean we you know as a shareholder i own shares in apple but i don't get free iphones right so (laughs) would be nice (laughs) if i made donations to apple i might expect to get something for free but you know, because I'm buying shares, I want to buy their pro their product. the products. Um, and so, you know, for us, it's the same thing. We want our legion of fans to feel like, hey, it's in their best interest to go out and, and and go to the theaters, get your friends to go to the theaters, and
0: you know, and, and let's blow it up. Hey, and that also inc- it increases social interaction, which I'm all yep. for. Yep. Here's a question that I have. That I'm. Do fans have a reason to be worried about Hollywood accounting? <laughs> and and if people listening out there don't know what I'm talking about, it's about how a movie can gross four hundred million dollars, but sti- or net four hundred million dollars, but still show
1: up as a loss. Well, so this is, this is a really important item for us, and you got to keep in mind that the accounting practices of Hollywood have more to do with. You know where does the money go, and most of those you know challenges, they're not hurting the studio, right? They're hurting you know some of the the actors and the directors and other people in, involved in it, and and we're not fans of that at all, right? So that is something. But keep in mind, we're the studio, so it's it, it's our accounting practices that matter, okay. and so we're not necessarily. At, at the mercy of someone else's accounting practice. We're the ones that can implement moral ethical pra- practices ourselves and make sure that the people that are involved in our projects get paid and they get paid, paid properly. But our investors are owners of the studio. So it's 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 a little bit little bit different. Okay. But, but it is a, it's a key element to to think about and something that we care about. We want to be a studio that's, you know, that's empowering and supporting creators we don't want to screw creators we don't want to screw anybody in the business we want to be you know we we have a very high moral standard for how we want to run this business not just how do we do the right thing by the fans because there are constituents there are there are region i mean we have to do right by them or you know i mean it's funny because uh, there are a lot of people out there people are cynical in general we understand that i get it you know and the only thing we would say is, look, you know, look at our track record. I mean, we've done well in the past. We've made a lot of people a lot of money in. You know, for us, we wouldn't do this if we weren't doing it for the right reasons, right? And so for us, it's really critical that we have transparency, that our fans and shareholders have transparency. They understand how the business is run and what we're spending our money on and what we're investing in. They have a voice, they have a vote that we engage them. Because if we lose them, then we lose our model, right? It doesn't work. I mean, you could go raise a bunch of money, but if you don't have the fans, you lose your source of power. And so, you know, the Legion is our our superpower. That's our differentiator. And what we found is since we've introduced this concept to the industry, you know, we've seen unilaterally positive response. I mean, there's cynics out there, but the cynics are more, they're less... Cynical about the model, and more cynical about. Oh yeah, isn't that a great way to just get a bunch of fans to get money and then run off and buy a yacht or something? Of course, we're not going to do that. And you know, the SEC is you know done done their due diligence on us, and they do bad actor checks and all those things. So there's no guarantee, right? But you have my guarantee. We're not going to do the you know anything like that. I mean, that'd be very short-sighted. But one of the things that we've seen is how positive the industry is reacting. I mean, at this point. We're getting calls from massive heavy hitters in Hollywood, people that don't need money. <laughs> but they're calling us and asking, all right, how do we get the Legion involved in our project? Because there's literally not a single project in Hollywood exactly. that couldn't benefit from funding from fans. I, I mean, absolutely. who wouldn't yeah, want that? Yeah. Like, what? That's a no-brainer. And we're the only people that have that. You know, I mean, that's that's our the basis, the, the foundation of our business. That's what we're doing, and you know, we, we're getting calls from guys like Morgan Freeman are calling us. I mean, amazing. That that's actually really
0: interesting. Yeah, and one one of the things on a little bit of a selfish note is I would like to see projects made that are not sequels, remakes, reboots.
1: That's a great point. <laughs> it's, a, I mean, it's a, you know, I wouldn't say it's the the principal reason for doing this but it is a like a really important side effect because if you have a fan base attached to something early on i mean the reason we see all these reboots and sequels after sequel is because those are properties that have a fan base and hollywood is risk averse right they've gotten very conservative they want sure things if you look at some of the big blockbuster movies i mean none of them are new properties they're all rehashes or You know, taking a successful game like Angry Birds and making a movie out of it, right? I mean, we can all, you know, say it's pretty lame. Um, But it's an opportunity for us because if we have a legion of fans supporting something, it gives us more leeway to invent and create. That's what I meant earlier when I said, look, someone's going to create the next Star Wars, right? We're not just going to lean on Star Wars for the rest of our lives. I mean, we'll do that, and that's fine but it's going to tire out at some point and we can create new properties because we have fans attached very early on and I think that's excellent and I think the last
0: really original blockbuster movie I can think of was Avatar yeah and that was 2006 that was huge yeah yeah Yeah.
1: And, and, but it, and it was amazing that was an awesome movie
0: it was a great movie and did so much for technology big budget, big budget. <laughs> but it almost didn't get funding except for the fact that it had James
1: Cameron attached to it. Right, yeah. When, when... But see, and this is something where I think, you know, if we, if we find, when we're looking at stuff like this, right, and by, by buying up a property like that or being involved in it, having, having an option on a property like that, I think because we have fans involved, we can get directors like that engaged. You know this is one of the things that we've found is that you know not just from you know money follows money and you know what we have found we've been getting a lot of calls from other film financing companies saying hey we like what you're doing can we invest alongside you but also from the talent the talent themselves are looking at us and going wow that's really cool i mean we had uh, the creator of a very established franchise reach out to us directly and say look i'm looking at my next properties, I think you're you guys are doing the coolest thing. Like if I could you know, is there something that we could do together? And this is again someone who has access to, you know, deals. I mean you could take it to any studio, but taking it to a studio that has fans engaged from the get go, that's kind of the differentiator.
0: Yeah, And I think that, A, speaks volumes about what you guys are doing, that you can attract those names yep. because they want fans involved. And really, at some point, if you're well off enough, would you rather make more money or make something meaningful? Meaningful. Yeah.
1: I mean, well, let's put it this way. We have shareholders, right? And so we want to grow the share value. And But it may be something that you know, we, we want to be engaged with the shareholders. We want to be taking their temperature on these things all the time as well. So, you know, it could get to a point, I mean, we we have three criteria for what we get involved in. You know, number one is, is it interesting and relevant to our Legion? Right? We don't want to go off and make, you know, some, a series that's not interesting to our demographics. So we're going to be constantly polling and getting a feel for, that's why we're at Comic-Con events. We're, kind of targeting this demographic, most passionate fans on earth, but also kind of like-minded in what we like. and The ones that are in full costume, 115-degree yeah, exactly, right, feet. Yeah, that are sweating it out <laughs> out here alongside of us. Um, so, you know, that that that's one criteria. The other criteria is can we make money, right? I mean, we're taking investment from fans. We have a responsibility to turn that into, you know, something great. Um, but the third criteria is can we do good with it? You know and can we can we improve like a lot of people call us disruptors Oh, we're disrupting Hollywood I mean our attitude is it may be slightly disruptive but what we want to do is we want to improve it we want to make it better. We want to you know create the next avatar versus doing a reboot of something that's you know already already been done before. already been done.
0: so what is next for Legion M what's what's going on right now?
1: Yeah, so we're, we're, you know, we're in, still in phase one right now, which is growing the Legion, you know, getting people involved. You can learn more at thelegionm.com. We're, you know, the bigger the Legion gets, the more influence and, and stature we can have in the industry. Um, one of the other, uh, things that I wanted to point out is, you know, making an investment in Legion M isn't just about shareholder value. It's also about emotional ROI. We want that our, our shareholders to feel like they're engaged in the process. They get insight and visibility. We'll do live streams from the set. We'll do online hangouts with the director and the, and the creator and the talent. Um, we'll have, you know, in the future, we'll have our shareholder meetings at Comic-Con and have celebrities there, <laughs> and it'll be available to, you know, shareholders. And, you know, we want the act of making an investment to be more than just a passive investment. We want you to feel like you're part of a community. We want to build a community of fans that can all rally together to create that the future of Hollywood. So, let's say we've got the legion of a million fans and obviously one of the key components... And just to be clear, we won't have a million fans for a couple of years because the SEC has limits many how many shareholders we can have, how much money we raise, but... You know, that's our long-term goal, and we think we can get there, but it's, you know, it's going to be So, what happens,
0: obviously, there's, you're going to be working on a diverse amount of projects. You yep. don't just want to put, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Right. So, are, is there any preparation for that small percentage of fans that doesn't like a certain project?
1: Yeah, I mean, so, as an investor, I mean, we're not expecting that every single shareholder loves every single project, right? And But, you know, hopefully across the slate, there are multiple projects that you're engaged and excited about. I mean, and for some people, they'll hopefully like all of them. You know, I mean, we're, we, we think that the things that we're... We haven't announced our projects, but we're getting ready to. And we have some really cool, fun projects that, that we're getting involved in with, you know, some cool people that we like and support in the industry they have a track record we're, we're confident that we're going to be able to, to create success from Panorama. Oh, I've taken a look at your website and so
0: I kind of know who's been involved with some of the yeah. projects that previous projects that are not affiliated with Legion yeah. M but I think I have an idea on maybe who some of these partners are yeah. not going to
1: say anything huh. but no, you can we can talk about so, it. If we can talk about the, the creative allies you know so you know we've already announced that you know Seth Green and the team behind Robot Chicken they're a big partner of ours we love what they do we love Robot Chicken we just think it's an amazing uh, property and we're looking at projects with them um, we also have we announced Alamo Draft House, and you know we really like what they've done in what is kind of a boring part of the industry that you know the theaters haven't changed much I mean you either have the old school theaters which have a lot of charm and character or you have these kind of personality-less just mall theaters that are big but totally bland. No character. Alamo Draft House has come in as a cool kid in town and said, oh, this doesn't make sense. We can rethink this model. So we like the idea of working with them. They have great credibility in the industry and with, I mean, Guillermo del Toro who we met with was, you know, he was a huge, he's the one that said, you guys should go work with Alamo. I mean, you should just get in get in close with them and so we met with them and you know we just completely hit it off they love horror they love genre they do some really cool interesting things in the independent space but to go in and 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 to get behind a feature film knowing that you're going to have distribution in one of the hottest theater chains i mean and all the other theater chains are looking because they've also done more and been better at curating their theaters than any of the other theaters and they, they do an amazing job with the programming and so all the other theaters kind of looked at them and now they have this sort of potential where, you know, if you get picked up by Almo, you're you're pretty solid. That's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, and we also have 42 Entertainment, which is uh, the genius minds behind uh, the uh, Why So Serious campaign and the I Love Bees campaign. Yeah, those guys are thick ass. And we have some really cool projects that we're looking at with them that are ultimately media projects like will live in the sort of media world but can start in real life that's Uh, excellent so i'm just going to tease that out and then meltdown meltdown is another big partner i mean huge in the comic space yeah i i I love meltdown yeah Um, i've been there a few times i used to live (laughs) like
0: two miles away from them and so all the time i was going in and getting my comic books so great (laughs)
1: nice yeah Is there anything else that you want to tell everybody? Is there anything else everyone should know? I mean, you know, the last thing I would say is, look, you know, it's very early stage, right? We've gotten tons of validation. I mean, if you look at our, we've just announced, we've done a couple of press releases. We've had like 70 plus, you know, press articles on us. There's a bunch more coming. Um, You know, we've tapped into something. The most important thing for us is getting the fans and getting them you know rallied around us if we have the fans rallied around us then nothing can stop us so you know it's important that we we share that because i mean literally right now it's all about getting the fans you know we we like when people stop by wow that's incredible that's awesome i can't wait to do it you just need to get it out spread the word get get it built up you know with with the legion in place i mean there you go it can be awesome and i think
0: i think fans are some of definitely comic-con fans are some of the most zealous yeah if if they love something they will let you know about it if they do not like something they will let you know about it absolutely
1: no we've had great great support on kind of social networking and everywhere else i mean people are are already advocating on our behalf we appreciate excellent and where can people go if they want to learn more yeah. Well, you know, if they're at, Oh, I guess this will be after Phoenix comic-con, but, uh, they can go to the legion and, uh, that's our website it's got all the information about our background, what we've done before, who the partners are, um, where we're going to be next, what our news coverage, you can see a lot of the, the press and other, um, uh, you know, we'll have a link to this uh, podcast there. Um, yeah. And that's you know, and then if you have any questions, send us, send us a note. I mean, we have a contact us, uh, um, uh, button on the page and you know we respond to those those inquiries because you know we care we, wanna, we want people to understand what, what we're doing and why it's important and why they can trust that we have their best interests at heart you know this isn't about us doing some big fundraise and then spend it on something stupid I mean this is really about building something great I mean our long term goal is you know if we look at Legendary and we think what Legendary's done is amazing Thomas Toll is you know, super sharp, smart guy. But imagine if Legendary weren't owned by some big Chinese investor, but owned by the fans. It'd be ten times more powerful and more influential in Hollywood. And that's what we have the potential to do. And it would probably churn out more, better, better more original, better content. Although they did invent, or bring the Hangover series. (laughs) (laughs) And that series got a lot of flack.
0: I loved every... Every iteration, even three, so I know I'm going to get some angry tweets on that one. People are going to be like, you're weird, it's always the horrible movie. But what is your favorite fandom or superhero? Uh, I'm a
1: Game of Thrones, just oh, yeah. total geek. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, and so, you know, we're we're very deep into that. But we all have different, different tastes and, and preferences, which is great. So we'll have, ultimately, some diversity, but... Um, Are you caught up on Game of Thrones? I am, I am not caught up because um, my wife and I have a a firm agreement that we only watch it together and when we're traveling we just fall behind. But I, unfortunately because I work in this space and, you know, Christian Naren is a good friend of ours and I'm already, I've am already. i already been spoiled. And oh, said, like, a I'm lot sorry. Of, yeah, I was going to say... I hope I'm not, not spoiling it for
0: everyone <laughs> out there. Uh, everyone out there knows that this podcast has a three-day rule on spoilers. <laughs> we won't spoil anything for so three we're days. Three days. Oh, okay. Well, we're,
1: we'll, we're well past the three-day mark. It's,
0: it's how I treat leftovers <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> if it's in there for more yep. than three days, it's, it's, it's all... It's, it's like uh, a it's guest, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but I did want to say one last question. At the end of Game of Thrones... Who do you want still standing?
1: You know, I'm still I'm still partial to the to the Stark family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it maybe seems like the default, the obvious one, but I don't know. They, you know, they've had me from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I and I, I just want them to bring back Sean Bean somehow. Like, <laughs> Ned, give me some more Ned Stark. Yeah, that would. When when
1: I first watched the, Well, first... you know, it is interesting. I don't know how they, you know. I don't
0: know. You just never know. <laughs> See, personally, I do want—I need Tyrion Peter Dinklage to be alive at the end of the show. Yeah, if, if he's not, he's if he a, doesn't make a, it. But he's the only Lannister that. See, I I want Jamie and Cersei to be alive, nowhere near the Iron Throne, yeah. like exiled somewhere, but living happily. They've been through so much; they've paid their dues. Yes,
1: Cersei's Cersei, still really? a horrible person, oh, oh, man. but just She's the worst.
0: I just want them somewhere happy, alone, yeah, yeah. not influencing anybody else.
1: <laughs>
0: together, yeah. yes, together. Let them have in their, their weird, own
1: creepy relationship. Let them have yeah. their own thing.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. They, well, actually, one of our uh, one of our team members is uh, coming as a hound today. He's actually. Oh. Um, you know, one of one of the top celebrity he's our uh, head of development and he's also a, a celebrity cosplayer. Oh excellent. In fact yeah, he's been uh, he's he's won many, you know, cosplay contests and he'll, he'll be coming around as a hound, so look out for him. Oh, I, I love the hound. The hound's an awesome character.
0: I'm a fan. Um is he dead? You think he's dead?
1: I don't know. You don't but, know? Yeah I'm okay. not yeah. I I hope not. <laughs>
0: If if you have inside information, you're definitely not letting it out. So I kind of Uh, appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to meet with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming out here and braving the heat with
0: (laughs) us. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. And until next time, dragons, work out, nerd out. All right.